So we'll get started. I want to begin with a survey, and I just want to know how many of you um, got lost, and not just this year, but maybe, um, maybe in years past, because some of you are upperclassmen, but you were looking for your classes on the very first day of class, and you couldn't find your classroom, or you ended up in the wrong classroom. Anybody have that experience? Okay, show of hands there. How many of you, how many of you, because you are so scared of that experience, you went the day before and checked out where every single one of your classes were, you know, and it's like, I'm I'm not going to get lost. I don't want to look like a freshman. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The planners in the room, the organized people. How many of you would just say that you have a great sense of direction? I have a great sense of direction. And, would you, and those of you in the room that would admit that you're like, I don't have a good sense of direction, and I just, I'll tell you, I have no shame in telling you I'm terrible with directions, I get lost, I need, GPS was invented for me, they should name it after me, I needed it. Okay, cool. I fall into the category of, um, of having a good sense of direction, but I'm overconfident in my sense of direction. I really think I have a great sense of direction. And I'm overconfident. Part of that is um, I uh, have traveled a lot just in the U.S. I lived in an RV for a year or for nine months and went all over the U.S., which is just a crazy story in and of itself. So I've traveled a lot, and so I feel like I learned in that, that you know, whole, all of my journeys of, like, different cities and how to get there and what, what to go see in those towns. And so I have been known to get on a plane into a city that I think I'm familiar with and rent a car and just say I'm going to, you know... Stanford University, and I'm just going to find it, you know? And uh, so I'll just get in my rental car that I rented and get in the thing and get on the highway and go, I'm going to find it. There's going to be a sign for it. It's, it's north of the airport. I'll find it, you know? And sometimes my overconfidence really costs me because I'll, I'll think I know where I'm going. I'm pretty confident I know where I'm going, but all of a sudden, I don't know where I'm going. But you don't know where you cross that line from I know where I'm going to I don't know where I'm going. Because you're confident, you know? It's like I'm driving on the road, you know? And I think I'm in the right direction. And it's not like you can put it in reverse and go back three blocks and go, well, I knew where I was three blocks. You know, I wasn't lost then, and now I'm lost now, you know? You don't know when you're lost. I mean, you eventually figure it out that you're lost because you're like, I have no idea where I am. But there's a part in the whole journey. It's like, man, how did I get here? And so as we begin this whole series, Destinations... I I mean, I'm just going to say something brilliant tonight, okay? You ready for this? You got to buckle up, okay? Whatever road you are on determines where you end up. You glad you came? Whatever road you are on determines where you end up. I mean, if you're going to New York City for Labor Day weekend, and you're going to leave Georgia State campus, and you decide you're going to skip the football game on Thursday because you want to be in labor, you know, in New York City for Labor Day, and so you're going to, or Friday, sorry, I didn't mean to mess that up. Thanks for catching me on that. So you decide you're going to leave on Thursday to make it to New York City. You can't get on the downtown connector and go south and end up in New York City. You're going to go down to, the Florida, to Florida and probably, if you're lucky, end up in the Florida Keys for Labor Day weekend. But you're not going to end up in New York City. And whatever road you're on is where you're going to end up. 
And so tonight, Destinations, as we kick this series off, there's a, a distinct reason why we're kicking this series off with you. Because your direction, the direction you're going in life determines your destination. The direction you're going in life determines your destination. It's the principle of the path. And Andy Stanley wrote a book called The Principle of the Path. And I'm just going to give him full credit for this whole thing. Everything you hear, if it's good tonight, if you like it, and you're like, man, that was really brilliant. That was really, really good. That was helpful. If it's good, it's from Andy Stanley. I just want to tell you that. I'm giving, this is for the three people that listen to the podcast that saves me the email that says, you know, you ripped off Andy Stanley. I'm like, I know I ripped off Andy Stanley. I work for the guy. And we think his stuff is good. And we wanted to start off the school year with this, this series because I believe, we believe, this series is going to be really, really, really helpful for you. And so he, he did this series years ago. He wrote a book called Principle of the Path. We're going to look into some of this. But the Principle of the Path is that the direction of your life determines your de- destination. Direction determines your destination. Direction, not intention. Not your intentions. Not your hopes and dreams. But the direction you are going determines your destination. And so this applies to all areas of your life. And that's why we're talking about it. This applies to all areas of my life. And this is a great season as we're starting off a new school year. Great season for us to talk about this. Many of you, most of you are in school. Some of you are not in school. I just want to say you are more than welcome here. We have a lot of non-college students, but you're college age. And it's so 18 to 23. Some of you are 24. We'll still take you at 24. 25, we're going to push you on to Fusion Singles Ministry. You got to go sometime, okay? But uh, get there, you know? <laughs> but, but 18, 23, 24, college age, but, but most of you are in school. And you're on a path, an educational path right now. And how you handle your education determines where you end up. It happens in your relationships, how you handle your relationships, just your friendships determines where you're going to end up, the way you interact, the way you pursue relationships, the way you date. It's a specific path with a specific destination. And so the direction you're going determines your destination. How you handle your finances. I mean, right now you're in a season of your life, you're just like, well... I don't have much of that to deal with. And it's like, but you're laying the foundation for the way you handle your finances. And so the principle of the path is the direction determines your destination, not your intentions. And see, here's the thing. We think that our hopes and dreams, we think our intentions, (laughs) that if we have good intentions and we have hopes and dreams... We think that they're going to trump the destination. As long as I've got good intentions, I mean, I mean well in doing this. And so tonight we're going to begin and we're going to look at this story and we're going to look at a story from Proverbs. And it's a bizarre story. I'll be honest with you. To kick off the new semester, it's bizarre. But your college students, it's like a soap opera, okay? I just want to say that right now. It's bizarre to, you know, kick If you're new tonight, and many of you are new, it's, we, we're going to look at more scripture tonight than we probably look at in, you know, a whole series sometimes. But this story is helpful because it illustrates the principle of the path. It's a specific path. 
And it illustrates it. And so we're going to unpack that tonight. And then we're going to back up a bit and talk about the different areas of our life as we look at the principle and how it applies to us. Okay? So the story is found in the book of Proverbs. And I just need to set it up here. Solomon is the wisest man who's ever lived. Solomon is writing the story, he's telling the story, and he's, he says he's at his window, and he looks out at his window, and he sees this young man. And as he looks at this young man walking, he knows the destination of where he's going. He can see it. And he knows what the end result of this young man's journey is. And the guy who's on this journey has no idea what the end result is. And so Solomon's going to teach us about that. Now... Here's, here's the crazy thing. Solomon, in that moment, he can see everything. And you and I have had that experience at some point in time. We've been sitting at an intersection, and you've witnessed a car accident. You're sitting there, and there's two cars coming in two different directions, and you can see the whole thing, and they cannot see it. And you see them coming together, and you, you want to, like, you know, honk the horn. You want to wave your arms. You want to get in the way and stop the accident, and you know this is not going to be good, but I know what the future of this whole destination is going to It's going to end up really, really bad. Guys... You've been at a football game, standing in the stands, and up in the nosebleed section because you, you didn't pay much for your tickets, and you're up really, really high, but you're cheering for your team hard, and the quarterback gets flush from the pocket, and he's running out, you know, of the pocket, and he's running to the sidelines, and you're just going, get to the sidelines, get to the sidelines, outrun the guy, get to the sidelines, and at the last second, he sees a wide receiver open on his team, and he decides to throw the football because he's, he, he's open. But he doesn't see what you see from your seat. And he doesn't see what the entire defense sees as well. And they say, yeah, we see the open guy too. And he throws the ball. And as he throws the ball, as soon as he releases it, there's a defender from the other team who comes in and snatches the ball away and and takes an interception and runs it all the way back for a touchdown. And in that moment, you hate your quarterback. Because you've seen it. You're like, man, just throw the ball out of bounds. Run out of bounds. We got a new set of downs. We can punt, whatever. I mean, you just gave up seven points. You've been there before. Ladies, you've seen it babysitting. You've got a little kid, and you told the little kid, don't play by the steps. You're going to hurt yourself. Don't play by the steps. And they keep going over the steps. And you're like, no, don't do that. And sure enough, they fall down the steps. And it's like, I told you. I told you. You know, you've been there. You've seen it. So we covered everybody's bases there. Ladies, I hope you felt included in that. (laughs) Trying. Trying hard. So Solomon navigates and he narrates the story, and he's going to illustrate the principle of the path, and we're going to dive in, and um, we're going to take it up to, like, PG-13, okay? Y'all can handle it because you're college students. Proverbs 7, verse 6. At the window of my house... I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple. I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. Now, a youth who had no sense sounds like he's like dumb, okay? But really, the way you could translate that is a youth who is not wise or a youth who lacks judgment. And what Solomon is saying is all youth or all youths Lack judgment. And I know we're college students in the room. Some of you are 19. Some of you are 23. But you're still young. 
And what you need to have wisdom and when you, what you need to have good judgment is time and experience. You need time and experience. And all youth, all young people lack time and experience. They lack judgment. So that's what Solomon is noticing about this young man. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. Now, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to know where I'm going in this story, do you? You don't even have to have read your Bible before to know where I'm going in this story. It's obvious. This is, hey, what's going on? Verse 10, keep going. Hang on them. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute with crafty intent. I'm sorry, that just took me off guard right there. I said, dress like a prostitute, and someone in the crowd said, Jesus. I don't know if that was good or bad. If that was, they need Jesus, I would have been fine with, but Jesus, were you praising God or swearing in that moment? I got to start that over. I'm sorry. Um... Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute with, and with crafty intent. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. She took hold of him and kissed him. And with a brazen face she said, Today I have fulfilled my vows and I have food from my fellowship offering at home. There's a lot in those verses right there. First thing you need to know, she's not a prostitute. She's dressed like one, but she's not a prostitute. At the end of that passage, she sa- it says that she's, quotes, I fulfilled my vows. What's going on there? It means that she was in the temple that day. She made a sacrifice. And basically what she is saying is, I have been forgiven of my sin. I took care of my sin today. I've emptied my sin cup. And I'd like to fill it up again. That's what she's saying. Now, we laugh at that, but the fact is, for us Christians in the room, we've all been there. You go through a season in her life, and it's like, things are going pretty good. God, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good lately. I went to church on Sunday, been in the living room on Tuesday night, worshiped. I even raised my hands that evening. <laughs> and I think it's time for me to have a little fun. I mean, it's the weekend. We just, you know, won our football game. You know, let's celebrate, you know. And we laugh, but I mean, the fact is we've all done it at some point in time. Going on, verse 15. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you and have found you. Now, just picture the guy in this moment. I mean, she says this three three times. I came out to meet you. I'm so special. I'm unique. I mean, this is the stuff stories are made of. This is stuff movies are made of. This is stuff that people write songs about, you know? It's like, man, she met me, you know? She came to meet me. 
I mean, I was just walking down the street. I mean, I am so special. This is amazing. I mean, can you believe this? I mean, guys, can you imagine going back to the locker room after this? I mean, it's like, whoa, I got a story for you. She came out to meet me. It's crazy. Verse 16, I've covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. Ladies, I know this is might, might be like grossing you out a little bit. It's like, whoa, this, this woman's filthy. She's disgusting. Guys, you're like, man, am I dreaming? I mean, this is unreal. I mean, she's like saying, let's, let's drink deep of love till morning. I mean, who talks like that? I don't know, but I want to, you know, what's going on? And, you know, the soundtrack is cranking up in your life, and you're like, man, this is like getting really good. Turn up the bass right now. Come on. <laughs> Verse 19. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. Well, that's really good you cleared that up because I was worried about getting my butt kicked, you know, in the middle of the night, you know? I mean, that's the worst thing after drinking deep of love, you know, getting run out of the house. But what she's really saying in that moment, I mean, she's saying, hey, you can, you can stay the night. You can stay in the morning. I mean, we can get up and have breakfast together if you'd like. You're not going to be found out. Verse 20, just to confirm this. He took his purse filled with money. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) But his purse, just to clarify, was what you carried money in. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like his man bag or anything like that. It's satchel. Okay, that's good. We'll go with that. True Hebrew translation right there, satchel. He took his purse filled with money, and he will not be home till full moon. And so what she's saying is he's going to be gone a long time. In fact, you can come back tomorrow night. We can do this all over again. (laughs) I can't even comment on that. I'm sorry for the rest of the room, but anyway. We're having a conversation up here in case y'all are wondering. Verse 21. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her. I mean, in that moment, he's like, I'm, I mean, she chose me. I'm like a celebrity here. I mean, can you believe this? I mean, this is amazing. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter. And he's like, do you not hear the soundtrack? I mean, do you not hear Jason Derulo cranking up in my head? I mean, come on, you know? I mean, is that not rocking out with you guys right now? I mean, come on, in my head, you know? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's turn it up. Like a deer stepping into a noose. 
till an arrow pierces his liver like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. He's like, wait a minute. Cost me my life? I mean, this is just a date. I mean, honestly, this is just a this is just an event. This is just a one-time thing. I mean, what are you talking about? It'll cost me my life. I mean, you're you sound like my mom and dad, you know? Solomon, I mean, I you're up in the window looking at this whole thing, but I mean, you it's like my mom and dad up there, you know, going, don't do it. And it's like, man, I'm I'm in college now, you know. I can check this out. I mean, it's just an experience, you know. That's not a date. It's a path. You're like, no, 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 no. It's, it's just a date. No, 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 no. It's a path. See, you're all focused on what you're doing. I'm focused on where you're headed. You're focused on the immediate. I'm focused on the ultimate. You're focused on the here and now. I'm focused on tomorrow. And see, there's two contrasting perspectives in this story. And you got the youth who likes judgment, and you got Solomon who's seeing the whole thing go down from his window. And so Solomon pulls back a bit, and he's going to teach, because that's what, what Proverbs was written all about was written for. It was to teach. And so he's going to talk to his sons. And he says in verse 24, now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. And this is the thing for everyone here. Listen, the story might not be that graphic, but the story is a little crazy and bizarre. And yeah, it's like the living room. It's like, what are you talking about here? I mean, this is bizarre that we would talk about this on the first evening. I just, there's something important for us to see here. And I don't want you to miss it. So Get the Jason Dorillo thing out of your head, guys. Ladies, don't get, you know, you're like, man, she's from the dirty, dirty south. You know, I was like, no, no, don't, don't be focused on that right now. There's something in it for all of us here, okay? He says, do not let your heart turn into your, do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. This is not just an event. Many are the victims she has brought down. This is not a unique situation. This is so common. You're not special in this situation. Many are the victims. Her slain are a mighty throng. You're a part of the crowd, dude. You're not an individual that's having something different here. She's brought down many people this way. Your path, your destination is like an ox to the slaughter. Verse 27. Her house is a highway. I mean, it's like 85 with the peach pass. You know, you got the HOV lane. And there is a destination with a specific destination that's going to end in the same result every time. And this is what he said. Her house is a highway to the grave leading down to the chambers of death. 
The crazy thing is that you knew where I was going. I didn't have to read all those verses in some ways. You knew where the story was going to end up. You knew exactly where the story was going to end up. But we cannot live with the disconnect that our culture hands us. And there's a huge disconnect that our culture hands us all the time. And it's like, man, go ahead and try it, you know? You'll learn from it. It's not going to be that. It's not going to hurt you that much. It's not going to ruin your life. It's an experience. You're young. I mean, you're going to learn from these things. And as long as your intentions are good, I mean, you're going to be fine. That's what our culture hands us all the time. Do it. It feels, it just live for the here and now. Don't think about the future. I mean, just a side note, just think about what our country is going through financially right now. You know? I mean, here and now. That's what it is. It's all about the here and now. They're not thinking about the future. And that's how you get in the situation that we're in. I was on campus on Friday night at Georgia Tech. It was weird. I don't, I was, didn't know what I was going to do. And I had eaten dinner over at Peachtree at Fresh to Order, one of my favorite places to eat. And I was driving through campus, and a friend called me. And I decided to pull over to have a conversation because I didn't know where I was going. I was thinking about going to the volleyball game. Wish I had gone to the volleyball game. Apparently, they had an incredible weekend. It was amazing. But anyway, I missed out on that. Tangent, sorry. I pulled over on uh, Spring Street. I was at... Um, the Georgia Tech Hotel and Conference Center was on my right, and the Barnes & Noble was on my left, and there was five freshmen walking down the sidewalk, and I'm on the phone. I'm not paying attention to anything. I'm just having a conversation with my friend, and I'm talking, and out of the corner of my eye, I see these five freshmen come walking by me, and I'm like, what are they up to? And it's nine o'clock, okay? It's quarter to nine, and, uh, and they are decked to the nines. I mean, they are totally, I mean, and I know they're freshmen, and I, I mean, I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying, I know they're freshmen, not just because of the way they look. I'm telling you, they don't know where they're going. I mean, it is clear that they don't know where they're going, and that's how I know that they're freshmen, because, and they are all dressed up, and they're walking, and they get to the end of Barnes & Noble, and they decide, do I keep doing, going down Spring Street? And they decide, yeah, let's, it's this way, it's this way, and they go five steps this way, and one of the group's like, no, it's not that way, and then another one's on the phone, and like, they're turning around, and I, and I, so much, if I wasn't on the phone, I wanted to get out of the car and just go, look, if you're going to the Apache, the Apache's that way, but there's nothing going on in the Apache tonight, so I don't think you want to go that way, because that way, the only thing that's left down there is pretty much the varsity, okay? Now, if you're going to Primal, which is where you're dressed to go to right now, that's this way, you know? I mean, I wanted to say that in that moment. And, I, and I'm being harsh, and maybe one of you are here in the room tonight. That would be really great. I'm serious. That would be awesome. I would be really happy about that. And I, I wish I could describe in detail what they were wearing, but that would just be so inappropriate right now. And I'm not, I mean, it, it was sad. It really was sad. And you know what? I was just looking at them, and I'm like, they are so excited about being in college right now. They're so excited about just the experience that they're going to get to have. They have no idea the destination that they're on right now. They have no idea the destination that they're on. And so I just, I, I want you to think about it. I just want us to pull back for a moment and just a list. i got to hurry up because I'm going way over time here, and I realize that completely, Jade, and I'm really sorry, but you were expecting it anyway, so... I just want you to think about this. 
for the areas of your life, the paths that you're on. School, real quick. Intentions. I want to keep the Hope Scholarship. Great intention. I want to keep the Hope Scholarship, so I'm going to cheat on all my tests. Some of you feel that pressure. I got to keep it, so I better cheat. Finances. When I graduate college, I want to pay off my school loans as fast as possible, so I'm going to accumulate thousands of dollars of consumer debt while I'm in college. Spiritual path. I want to know God, and that is my intention. So I'm going to get up every morning and watch another episode of Sports Center that I watched before I went to bed. No one's laughing because it's true. It's like a rerun of Sports Center. I'm watching it over again. I mean, I just saw it. It's just the West Coast version, you know? Or I want to know God, so I'm going to stay on Facebook until dark 30 in the morning. You know? You have to understand the path trumps the, des- the destination every time. Dating. I want to end up with a great Christian guy, but I'll go out with anyone as long as he's hot. Some of you are like, I'll go out with anyone as long as he has a pulse. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. <laughs> How about this one? When I, when I get married, I want to have a great sex life. I mean, who doesn't want to have a great sex life, you know? I mean, I'm serious. Have you ever met somebody who says, I hope when I get married, sex is terrible? <laughs> I, want to end up, I want to have a great sex life. So I'm going to practice sex with everyone I date. I'm going to practice sex with everyone I date because that's going to help me have a great sex life. Or guys, I want to have a great sex life when I get older. So I'm going to study sex by watching as much porn as I can consume. That path has a very specific destination. And it's not going to help you. And it's going to lead you down a path of destruction and despair in a place that you don't want to be. So as we close, I just want you to think about a couple of things. One, I hope you have a Solomon in your life. And that's why I'm so excited about the transition that we're making about in small groups. But this year, we're kicking off something brand new in small groups. And we're going to adult-led groups. And... Uh, and the reason we're going to adult-led groups, one of the reasons, there's many reasons, that we believe and know that you need somebody older and wiser in your life. So we're going to put that person in your life, that they can, they can see when you're going down the wrong path, that they can speak truth in your life. And I'm so excited about that. And that's why every single one of you should sign up for Group Link and go. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it. Okay? And that's all I'm going to say about that. But... The thing I need you to know is, I, I mean, and I know I don't know many of you, and this is crazy, but I just hope you can trust me in this moment. This might sound like pastor speak right here, but I want what's best for your life. I mean, that's why we do this. I mean, that's why we do the living room and have a college ministry. We want what's best for your life. Angie Snell wants what's best for your life. 
Buckhead Church wants what's best. If Andy Stanley were here, he wants what's best for you. But more importantly, our Heavenly Father wants what's best for your life. And you need to know that. He wants what's best for you. And so I want to leave you with two questions. Two questions. I think we're going to put them up on the screen. Are the paths you're going on, are the paths you're on going to get you where you want to be? Are the paths you're on going to get you where you want to be? I want you to think about that this week. And right now, I mean, you know what the paths you're on. Are they going to get you where you want to be? And secondly, this next question, has anyone tried to warn you lately? Has anyone tried to warn you lately? Has any upperclassman or a friend come to you in the last few days and just said, hey, you need to be aware of that. You need to think about that before you do that, before you pursue that path, before you go on that journey. I mean, have, has there, freshmen, has there been some nagging conversation with your parents that's been going on and they keep bringing it up every time you're on the phone? And they're like, just, have you done this yet? Have you done this yet? Have you done that? Or are you staying away from this? Are you staying away? And you're like, Mom, Dad, I'm tired of talking. I'm in college now. Leave me alone. But there's probably some truth in it for you. So has anyone tried to warn you lately? Clay Scroggins is going to be here next week. He's going to um, bring part two of this, and he's going to unpack this principle even further. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss it. But I want you to think about are the paths you are, you are on currently going to get you where you want to be? And has anybody spoken some truth to you lately, warned you that you need to listen to? We want what's best for you. We want you to grow in your relationship with Christ, and we want you on the right path. And we want to help you do that. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that you speak truth into our lives through your word. And I thank you for the story that Solomon gave us. And God, I just, um, I just thank you so much for these students here, God. And I hope that you would inspire every single student here by your spirit to evaluate their life and to deal with the things that they need to deal with. And God, I just pray that you would lead us as a group of people that would be people that follow you, that love you, that respond to your great love for our lives as people that want to be on the path. And I know many of us in this room have our own struggles, our own sin that we need to deal with, our own addictions that we need to break, God. And I know, God, by your power, you can do that. And so I thank you for your grace, and I thank you for your mercy, and I just ask, God, would you help us in these days? Lead us, lead our feet to walk down your path that leads to life, abundant life in you. In Jesus' name, amen.